0: Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy.
1: Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome. We have with us today some very amazing young souls from our community.
0: Young but wise
1: souls. Yes. We're helping them spread their light. And today we'll be talking to Darian Lupierre.
0: And we'll be talking to Kyra Julie. We know both their moms very well. So it's such an honor to be um, sitting with them. And also, uh, to you know, kudos to our friends for raising such amazing kids. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
1: We're going to start with Darian. Mm-hmm. And the Allie Sadler. And they are young adults here in our community. We invited them onto our podcast because we have been reached by their amazing energy and what they are doing and how they are spreading their light and using pain that they have experienced to make a change and make a difference in this community and in this world.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what our sense of soul is about. It's about turning pain into purpose. Right. What is the name of this organization you started?
2: LND Gives.
0: LND Gives. What does LND stand
2: for? Lloyd and Darien.
1: Lloyd
0: and Darien.
2: I created a nonprofit. To benefit the homeless, so I benefit the homeless I do doing events with giving them stuff, and I, I do it full-time, so I'm out there every night giving them just stuff to get through the night or food to get through the night.
0: And where are you getting this stuff?
2: Donations completely, or I'll buy it from people that are donating to me.
0: Tell us how you got here.
2: My brother Lloyd boy, was killed May 8th, a day before we were done with school. Me and him used to give back to the community a lot, and like he liked that i give back to the homeless, and he'd like to join me. He was murdered by four teenagers.
1: I mean, like, what happened?
2: The girl had set him up, and they tried to rob him. Ugh. And him being hard-headed like me, he fought back, and then just pulled a gun in. And so, this
0: was in our community, close to home?
2: Well, yes. a lot of stuff happened between me graduating and going to college. Okay. My other friend killed herself out of nowhere.
0: You lost two of your best friends in a matter of
2: what? Two months. And it was just a lot. So like when Lloyd died, I was going through so much. I did not go home for like probably like a month because none of the killers weren't caught at the time. I had fear at first.
0: I think that's interesting that you have this fear because there's these things that have happened in your life and in our community. And then you aren't letting that stop you from going out into the community. Mm-hmm. Because like me, when I had a lot of tragic um, things happen with my older brother getting stabbed and some events in my neighborhood, I had a fear and I kind of started shutting myself down and was afraid to go outside and I you know I stayed away from crowds I stayed away from Denver um, I was just on edge all the time thinking someone would pull a gun or a knife or a fight would break out around me and that's inspiring to me that you have actually done the opposite yeah. and that you're going out there and you're still you're still seeing the good in the community and you put yourself out on the streets to meet these people knowing nothing about them I mean that's very vulnerable and brave especially with the violence and the sadness that you've endured yeah. so where do you find
2: that strength yeah. where in? is that coming from I, I still have fear of i just don't like being around crowds mm-hmm. the parties i just stop going to like when i go out to denver i go out like at like one to two in the morning usually that was the hardest time for me at nights when like i was dealing with stuff i know that there's people out on the street that are dealing with bigger stuff than me at least i have a home to go to you know what i mean there's actually someone out there that's really like living on the street like they have a constant fear of I don't have a place to stay. Someone's mm-hmm. going to kill me. Someone's going to steal my stuff.
0: So kind of like you keep yourself in an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, like I, so, I'm so blessed. You're so blessed. Mm-hmm. So that gratitude is what's helping you to go out into these places that yeah. maybe cause a little bit of fear.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I still watch myself always. Yeah, like, you're I'm, very aware I'm of your surroundings. And it's like I'm very cautious on what I do and how I move. Like I'm like, I'm not that party type. Like, I don't care whose party it is. It's like is this party really worth my life? If something was to go down, is this worth everything I'm like can live for? Appreciate life more. I really do, but yeah. But then there's like the depression, obviously, like where I'm like super down on myself.
1: Service work healing for you.
2: I think it's made me look at life a lot better than how I've looked at it. Sometimes, like if I'm like hurting at night, I like just be like I want to go give out some this just because like I know that I know I'm hurt, but I can make someone else smile. That's hurting just as much as me. So doing
1: service work actually does raise your vibration. Yeah. That actually is a real thing. You know, it's going to take you out of that ego. Because it's of, going to
0: release serotonin in your brain mm-hmm. so that you can feel happier. Yeah. And then in AA, I was taught that service work is great because it helps you to get out of your own head, which it sounds like that's... that's it definitely gives me... Yeah.
2: It makes me just look at a bigger picture of life.
1: I see just the beginning of a very big purpose for you.
2: Yeah, I definitely think if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today though.
1: No, right. Isn't that something that out of something so horrible, you've been able to connect with your soul and connect with so many other people. You're going to be helping a lot of people. Yeah. Over 5,700 homeless people right now in Denver.
3: you yeah. Can not be helping this many
0: people? Nope. Right. So can I ask you, what do you guys do at one or two o'clock in the morning when you go down?
2: When I go out, I usually pass out either donuts, coats, clothes, But when I'm out there, I sometimes will have a lot of stuff, but I connect with the people that are alone (laughs) or like the people that you could tell no one reaches to. So I'll literally be driving around for an hour or two hours finding someone that's alone because I'm around like a lot of the group at like Civic Center. It's like a family there. Mm -hmm. They all look out for each other, but at least they have someone. But the people that are alone, I talked to a guy for almost an hour and a half and he was just struggling with, he was just crying just freezing in like the cold
0: were you there with him Ellie? Mm-hmm. No, that, that time. time. No. Have you gone out uh, with him? Mm-hmm. And what has the experience been like for you, and what does it do for you?
3: I feel like talking with them makes the most impact. It just makes me feel like, I don't know, so good, like blessed, side. and mm-hmm. I don't know, it just feels good. Not even like giving stuff to them, but like talking to them. They're real people, and people don't treat them like that. Right
0: and people just assume they're all junkies mm-hmm. that they're all scary or harmful or you know lazy because they're not out getting a job like do you guys find a lot of them have backstories yeah, that got them to where they are Almost, um, I've given you like
2: 80% of them almost 85, 90 okay. have a reason, a real reason why they're homeless yeah. they're not lazy or it's not lazy it's like hey I came back from war my wife died or I was super sick my wife was super sick we couldn't afford the medical bills. Like, almost 100% of it's situational. There's not much. I've met like maybe one dude that was like, I chose to be homeless. Wow. Well. And like people like the thing where you just need to go out and get a job. That's what I kind of want to put out in the world. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. If you're homeless, you can't just go out and get a job, number one. You have to get housing, a phone number. You have to have your ID. And Most people get their stuff stolen every night. Oh. They get stuff and just it's taken right from them. to
3: like by the, the city.
2: So the city will take their whole camp if they leave it for like five minutes. But most of them are trying to get work. Like a lot of them I know actually work, but they don't have, like they have enough money to eat food. That's about it.
0: So what, what is it that you find that's disturbing to you with the homeless shelters?
2: Most of them have like bed bugs, ticks, mm-hmm. stuff that really messes you up. So like the Denver Rescue Mission gets paid $32 million a year. And I went to their facility and it is disgusting. I walked in there, the minute I walked in there, fights were breaking out, including a staff member. It's gross, there's trash, it stinks like horrible. Like
0: I've been on the streets for a night or two and homeless and wanted to die and drunk and out of detox. And I've been those people that you talk to. Yeah. And I think what's so admirable about you guys is you don't pass judgment on them. And I love what you said about the fact that you t- just, that they seem like they just love that you talk to them. That they just you... want
1: to be treated like
0: a human being. They, they just they don't want to They even
2: ask talk. for stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, this one lady actually told me, we don't care about the stuff. We just like that he comes and visits us.
0: That is so freaking awesome.
1: Your energy is quickly spreading in a very big way. I really believe that whatever you're going to put out there, you're going to manifest this. So tell us, what do you want to do? What is it your, what's your vision?
2: I've had two visions. Well, one vision is open up a homeless shelter. And the other one is traveling worldwide, helping people worldwide. I believe that all these other nonprofits, like I'm not trying to talk down, but they don't really connect with much people. I go out there constantly every day, like going to check up on these people. If you break down homelessness, it's mental health. So what the hospitals are doing is they're giving them pills for like three days usually. Schizophrenia cannot be healed in three days.
0: Well, it takes 30 days for most medicine. So like they're
2: giving them pills for very little time. Uh But like Uh they have to go to a whole separate place. I want to create a building where everything inside is one. So you can go through like there's obviously homeless people that don't want to do this stuff. And that you just gotta accept that like yeah, there's there's right. always gonna be homeless people that mm-hmm. aren't ready to take those steps, but yeah. you can there's ways to build them up to where you can take those steps, and like I feel like for like those people I want to have counseling, the medication that they need, and that's why I'm working with I'm trying to work with Kaiser right now, mm-hmm. I've been talking to them a lot, awesome. so I want to have the medication they need, and then cause it all if they get on their medication they can start thinking right, like it's gonna take a little bit, but you go through like counseling and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to get right, so I want to have a place for it. Uh, I
0: think it's absolutely insane that there is no sort of counseling or therapy or support yeah, system. There's not. Homeless. Not like a
2: good one. Like, okay. I want to create one place right. that these people can go to, but like, when they go to, they know that they're safe and they have a home and it's clean. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to have job opportunity, housing opportunity. The housing list for Denver right now is like two, three years. They, I want to put steps to where they're getting back on their feet. Yeah. It might start at the lowest of love, getting counseling and medication, mm-hmm. and it might take a year for them to get there. But at least they have a place, and they're at least working on themselves. So I want to have counselors for every part of life that is struggling, like yeah. grief, depression. Like I could get hundreds of counselors just for well, that. I
1: think you need to go in there and apply
0: for the job. I think like <laughs> I just
2: feel like if I did something like that, it could change the city.
0: You took a homeless couple, and you got them a hotel.
2: You got him a room for a night, and he told me. I don't remember the last time I slept in the bed. And they
0: were able to shower.
2: They were able to shower. Oh, and so it was nice. just like nice for them. And they were super happy. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool experience. Cause just because I know like they're actually trying to do the right steps to get to where they are.
1: So and they're like, one of those people that you said that I they'd know. be all down and to like And that's why like I don't care about the money I spend on them. How can others that are our listeners help? What can they do? What can we do?
2: I just think I just need more like of a community outreach, so like, more people So, come to Help my the events. events. I think we'll be doing a sock drive. I got a thousand coats actually the last week, and we gave them all out. If people give more if it's simple. Mm-hmm. Socks is so simple. Like you could go into King Supers and buy a pack of socks for like three bucks. Want to eventually come to a point where like, if I need something, I could come out to the community and be like, hey, our events next week we're coming short of, blah 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 and blah blah blah. I need. Mean, mm-hmm. Some people to go out and give it, or like I just need more donations. People given on a regular basis, kind right. of. I need more supporters that actually are able to take that next step and actually help people to share. share I think it, I need I think... my story needs to be put out there more. Right.
0: I think people need to see this connection. What is this documentary that you're putting together,
1: or what's going on with that? Well,
2: Vice. I don't know if anyone knows Vice or anyone on the podcast. Sounds familiar. It's so we're just shooting a document, kind of on like the backstory and why. Mm-hmm. And what I do. Can you play a clip of it? Yeah. My name is Darryl Lupier. I'm the founder of L&D Gift, a nonprofit organization to help the ones in need. He's comfortable around everyone, so he doesn't make you feel bad for kicking something from him. He wakes me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't have shoes on because I'm in my tent. I have no Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> There's
1: no hot <hard> coffee. <laughs> but I have a really good friend. And I am blessed for that. <laughs>
2: and that's just like those are like some of the people that I've connected with on like a deeper level like that I'm like hey I'm gonna get you out of this I've connected with this lady named Ma we call her Ma cause she like takes care of everybody she's like older and she's I, everyone's like, mom and she yeah. like takes care of everyone in Civic like takes care of them she's so sweet. and like I've had grown the grown guys are like I wouldn't be here without Ma, like, she takes, like, she, she takes care of her. And thinking about putting up a GoFundMe like, and just be like, yo, we need to get this woman off the street. Like, she deserves this. She's She even says to me, I'm getting too old for this. Like, I could feel mm. it coming. Yeah. She's living out there. You think you're an older woman. You're dealing with a lot of stuff. She has like, a lot of, like, back problems. Back problems. Mm-hmm. And, Do you
0: ever find that any of them say, like, that they're actually yeah. grateful?
2: Some of them are like, this sucks, but I still have, at least I have a family. Because some mm. of them don't have family, really. That was with this girl, Cookie. Mm -hmm. She has a family, but she was like, I know out here, like, I have a mom that will take care of me.
3: Daniela said that going to, when she goes to jail, it's like a vacation. It's like a vacation because she's, like,
0: inside and she gets food. And this
2: lady, these, this lady, Daniela Mm -hmm. and Cookie both gave me a Christmas gift. (sighs) These homeless
0: people that have no money gave you a Christmas gift. I
2: definitely think mom, like, especially talking to her. she's out there to help these other people Mm -hmm. but like all um,
3: like share together like when they get food they give it like make sure everyone and this is why
2: like they're like a community yeah if I gave ma like a hundred bucks I would trust her to not buy drugs Mm -hmm. go out there and get food and or either get a hotel with a bunch of people in it
3: they share everything they have like they don't have a lot but they share it and we have so much stuff ourselves, but we're so selfish with
1: it. As we go out to eat, sometimes you get this big ass yeah. freaking plate, and I'm like, We throw half of who it away. We can eat can all you
0: just, this. I think that you hit on something that our listeners need to hear again, and that is connection. Difference between getting surface work or getting deep work.
3: Yeah. And because like you
0: can keep giving them all the physical things, that they, none of it's going to work for them unless you start from the bottom core of from soul work, which is connection.
2: That is so, that is literally like I I couldn't even explain, I had never thought of it that way, but like, that's like kind of like. That's exactly
0: what it is. What it and is. you know why? It's because it's coming from your soul. Yeah. How mm-hmm. oh, it's leading you. You're coming from a place of connection and, and to connect with their souls. Yeah. Because that's what our world needs more of. And when you come from a place of intention from your soul, the universe will support you. We just have to keep letting the universe guide us in that way and stay humble and make sure we're doing it with intention that, that is true. not selfish, you know? And then it, we'll just keep getting supported over and over and over again. Yeah. And what and it's such a beautiful journey because then you don't have to worry about anything working out and the money and this. It just all just starts just, to happen. And that's what's been happening. Our last
2: event, we were in that same thing you talked about, like, as crowds stressed out of my mind, we had no food the day before, no waters, nothing, and I'm like freaking out, like what the, like what am I? I can't just be you spending. So I was like, I can't be spending four hundred dollars on all this food. Like, I need it, and then all of a sudden, five hundred hot dogs, four hundred hot dogs right. came with the buns.
3: I heard about yeah, that it and it la- like the morning
2: of, I got that stuff. Yeah, like but everything always it's out.
0: Like, no matter out. Like, and then what. don't you want to just like slap yourself in the face because you're like, why did I get so stressed? Get so st- I was just
2: stressed mm-hmm. the other day because I have a sock drive next week. I have no damn socks. Like, <laughs> and then I call all King Supers, and they're like, you could come in Friday and Monday and ask for donations. Oh. So that knocks out the socks, and then that knocks out the food.
1: So this morning I went to the gas station. There's always the same couple on the oh, wow. corner and their two children. Sometimes she's got a sign saying she's single with the two kids, and sometimes mm-hmm. she's got the husband there and the two kids, and I feel like they're using their kids, and I'm like, what is going on with someone like that? Because you said when you see people usually know you, if, if this person I have mean, a mental helped. illness, or I'm what is just... going on? Are there con artists out there is oh, what I'm saying.
2: Uh-huh, and out in Denver, I talk to so many homeless people. If they see, like, in a con artist like that, right. that they're, they're not homeless, they handle it themselves and beat them up, because... <laughs> They're, they're putting bad reps on the people that are actually struggling. Because like, out I mean, here in
1: Aurora, I've been conned by the same woman. I gave her my last $20 one time when I was a single mom. Two weeks later, I'm at Kohl's. The same lady comes up, tells me the same story.
2: So when I see people like that, that I give them my card. And I'm like, hey, do you have a phone? Call me if you need anything. Yeah. I can get you what you need. Right. People like that, that have a place to go to and have a car, but they only have enough to pay for that part. And they're struggling. They don't have food. Yeah, they don't have food. So I went out to Colfax a while ago with a other ministry, and these people are living in motels. They have a place to stay. Right, right. Don't get it wrong. Right, but that's all they can. But that's all they can't can't afford a house.
1: They can't rent. They they,
2: can't. Isn't it funny
0: how many people in our world, including myself, I'm very guilty of this. Just make assumptions without really knowing, which is why I think. A really raw documentary to hear these people's stories and why they're in the position they're in
1: will we'll give people, people understanding.
0: understanding so that they don't just judge them based off the one asshole on the corner yes. who has got money and is just scamming people.
2: I, that's what, that was part of the reason why I wanted to shoot it. You get to show yeah. all these people, like, these people are human, they're yeah. just going through a rough patch. What is your website? ld gives i'm so proud of both of you i am so
0: proud of you because you are taking pain and turning it into purpose and that's a very brave place to be at such a young age and seriously i wish that when i was your age i would have been wise enough to do that instead i self-medicated and self-destructed it's making a
1: difference it's not just speaking it not just hoping and praying but that action. things will change, but actually doing something.
0: So you're one step ahead of the game, and I love
1: it. Thank you. It. Our next amazing guest that we have with us today, and that's Kyra Julie. Welcome Kyra. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Of course, thank you for having me.
1: So you are still in high school. Yes. Tell us what is your organization's name? My One Birthday. My One Birthday, and how did you come up with
0: that?
4: Well, instead of asking for presents for myself i asked for presents to help other people and then decided to call it my one
1: birthday to inspire other kids to do the same thing so you th- you decided i'd rather give on my birthday yeah then get presents
4: yeah
0: holy shit <laughs> goodness you just have presents then. <laughs> if i know my her mom well though she probably doesn't let that happen she probably still gets you something yeah, right <laughs> so
4: true. you I mean, my God, how did you come up with that? I was sitting on my grandma's couch watching TV with her, and there was a commercial about malnourished children in Africa. And I started talking to my grandma, and I was like, I really want to do something about that. Like, let's help them. And she's like, ah, okay, yeah. And then from there, I, like, talked to my mom about it, and I was like, this is what I want to do for my birthday. Like, I really want to help them and then from there she helped me like ask for donations. I remember you wanted your mom to adopt
1: a little African yes, baby. Yes,
4: I've <laughs> always wanted to adopt an African baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. No one would give me another kid. I've got too many.
0: <laughs> but I really would. Wow, too. so t- you were so young and you watched a commercial so I'm assuming you're an empath. Yes. So that was when you were 9?
4: Yes. We actually couldn't go to Africa to donate it, so we got a friend to do it for us. He was already going for a mission trip, and he sent us a video of it, and it was an amazing day. Like, I could picture it in my mind right now. I will forever remember that day. What did you guys donate? We donated, like, clothes, like, shirts, shorts, shoes, and toys, and... Pens and pencils and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So then after that, I donated to Ronald McDonald House for Christmas that year, and from there, I decided I just wanted to do that every year for my birthday and for Christmas.
1: So what are the, the different
4: organizations that you've donated to? I've donated to Posco, which is a dog shelter. I've donated to a fire station the Ronald McDonald House, a cancer treatment center. My most recent one is Sarah's Home and Covered. I donate to the homeless.
1: So when you donate to these places, you learn a lot about the organizations that you're donating to?
4: Yes. Normally I have to do a lot of research to figure out what they're about and make sure that it's actually an organization that I'm really passionate about, something I really genuinely want to help. And also then when I do
1: meet them, I know facts about their
3: organization.
1: So if some organization is listening right now and wants you to look into their organization, where would they go? Um, We have a website, myonebirthday.org, and
4: all of our information is on there. You can find a way to contact us. We also have on there, if somebody else wants to do this for their birthday or for Christmas... They can contact us, ask us for help, and we can donate to them and their cause, and
1: we can help inspire them to pick a charity. Yeah, so you see this growing and spreading. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
4: My friend Molly has donated to a dog shelter, and my stepsister, Messina, has also donated to Children's Hospital.
1: On their birthdays? Yes. Oh, that is so cool. So
0: I love furry. that idea.
4: I really love
0: that. I think I'm going to do it for my birthday. It's not like you come from some super wealthy family, and I'm sure that, you know, it. it but you're grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that you're willing to give up, you know, stuff of your own to you give to others. At your age, that's actually not real common.
4: When I was, like, three, I'd, like, open a present and be like, Okay, let's do something
1: else. Like, I never, I've never even enjoyed opening presents. That's so funny. I've never met anyone else that's like that except for Kinsley. Kinsley's very uncomfortable receiving gifts. The stuff that is donated to me from other people, not
4: personal gifts that I get from other people. I get really excited when we get donations, like Mm -hmm. that is meaningful to me.
1: Your recent organization was covered in Sarah's Home. Okay, Mm -hmm. and what was that organization about? You just did this one this past week. Yes,
4: well they're two similar but different organizations. They help survivors of sex trafficking, get back on their feet, help them with therapy. So Sarah's Home is for under 18 girls and boys and they help them with therapy and with school. They help them to get back to a normal life. They do kind of like a 17 month program. And then Covered is 18 and up, helps with women and their children, mostly case based. So a lot of women who are sex trafficked are actually charged with prostitution. And so they try to Help a lot of women who are survivors of sex trafficking to overcome those court cases. What inspired me to do this is that we recently had a friend of a friend whose daughter was sex trafficked, and that was really heartbreaking to me. And it was really scary because I've always seen stuff on social media about sex trafficking, but I never thought like it could happen. It could happen fifteen minutes away. And so, that's when I decided I really needed to do something about it, and not only did I do this project to help Covered and Sarah's Home, but to spread awareness, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know the signs of sex trafficking, and a lot of people think that there's a single type of sex trafficking, like, oh, she gets kidnapped,
1: and then she's sold into sex trafficking. Right, like the movie... Taken. Uh, Taken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That scares the shit out of me. And it's actually not anything like that. So tell us, what is it like? What have you learned?
4: Well, I have learned a lot that actually like the whole kidnapping part of sex trafficking is really rare. A lot of it is within families, actually, which is the worst part. Over 50% of the girls in Sarah's home is family sex trafficking wow and a lot of it is boyfriending women will get boyfriends and they will connect and the boyfriend will you know connect with their family their family will you know love him and um accept him into their family and then once he feels like he's connected with the family he'll be like if you don't meet up with my friend like i know where you live i know where your parents are i know all this about your family it's threatening manipulated Most cases, they're quote-unquote groomed to Mm -hmm. think, oh, he loves me, Um, he just is doing this because he cares about me. Or he'll say, I'm in a really tough situation, I really need you to do this for me. If you love me, you'll do it. The survivor that we interviewed with said that she thought she loved her trafficker, that he was her soulmate. That they would be together forever. Oh, that's so sad. And how old was she? She was in her twenties. Okay. So it's not just young women; it's right. older women too.
0: It's such a scary topic. I'm so glad you're bringing awareness to it because it is happening all over, and there's it's not happening like just in the slums or the hard, you know, areas of uh, states. It's happening in very rich, wealthy areas yeah. mostly. What are some of the signs? They're going out a lot. They're coming home maybe
4: drunk or on drugs, they're not caring about school, two phones, that's a big one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're getting new clothes, a lot of new things.
0: Withdrawn, isolated. I'm lucky to know a little bit about this because Covered, a friend of mine, helps with that organization. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's Covered Colorado. You can find that on Facebook too. And I, I think it's important also, Kyra, that we talk about Social media plays into this big time. It's
4: big time. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of the big issues today because the average age of being sex trafficked is 13 years old. And that is normally the average age that kids get on social media. And so that's a really big part of it because nowadays people are can contact children so easily and convince them, Hey, I'm a modeling agent. Would you like to come do a photo shoot with me and you know I'll promote you you can be a big model you can get famous and these girls will fall for it meet up with these men who then take them and so that's a big issue with social media is that nowadays a lot of people show their emotions on social media and that's a big thing that traffickers look for is vulnerability so if you're posting like I'm so mad at my mom like this I'm having a hard time in life like all these issues and they're like oh well you're beautiful like I'm here for you if you need anything and then that's when they get sucked into the like oh like attention like this guy really likes me and then from there they just take advantage of it and they just manipulate these young girls into believing that this guy cares for them
1: so it's no longer just the creepy guy in the
4: white van no no
0: and I also heard that they're very good looking younger boys that they recruit to do this and that it's actually gotten to the point where they're giving them fake birth certificates and putting them into high schools and they're recruiting girls inside of high schools. So, and they usually drive nice cars, they're very flattering, they will adore your family, they'll come into your home and win over your family, That's like Kyra I mean. was saying. So think for moms out there, it's important that if you're a single mom and you're posting pictures of yourself and your children on social media, that you're a target too, because they see your daughter, and they see that you're single, so they'll pretend they want to date you to get into your home, and then they'll traffic your daughter.
4: That's a lot of where the family trafficking comes from, and mm-hmm. especially like within families, they started at a young age. This case apparently that they had at Sarah's home where these girls, I think they were two and five when they were first molested. And from then they grew up being sex trafficked. Their uncle their dad was sex trafficking them. And when they went into Sarah's home, they had no idea it was wrong. They thought it was normal. They thought all the girls, did that they thought it was completely normal
0: oh my god and it's usually white male corporate American men hmm that's so scary let's get to the good part Kyra tell our listeners what you did because I went to the event and I got to witness all the amazing gifts that you got for Sarah's home for these people that are in you know recovery mm-hmm. and then I also got to see that you helped covered as well so share with yes. our listeners about that
4: this year for my birthday I asked for gift cards and basic needs like toilet paper paper towels and Kleenex to donate to Sarah's home and covered And so this last weekend, we did an event to bring all of these donations as well as spreading awareness about sex trafficking. We had two representatives from Sarah's Home and Covered come and talk about different signs of sex trafficking to spread awareness about sex trafficking to other people. Because the main goal that I was trying to have here is not to just donate to Sarah's Home Uncovered. It's to spread awareness because I think that's the big issue with sex trafficking right now is it's an uncomfortable topic. And so not a lot of people want to talk about the facts, which means not a lot of people know a lot about this issue. So they don't know how to know the signs or know what to do in these situations.
1: And people think it's all girls. It's
4: not all girls either. No, it's not. Men and boys do get sex trafficked.
0: Yeah, I remember three years ago when there was a home just a few blocks away from me That had nine boys in it and it was very close to middle school and an elementary school and They were all being trafficked yeah. It's it's in places that you would never expect mm-hmm. So um, I saw vacuum cleaners also. Yes. I saw lots of gift cards um I saw some really cool coats that you got for some of the girls. Yes. I mean, you got lots of stuff. Yeah. You brought in an amazing crowd. I know there were a lot of girls there your age, and I think that it was absolutely wonderful. And you're right, it is an uncomfortable topic, and I love that you tackled it. Was it a little uncomfortable for you at first, too? Yeah,
4: it's a hard topic to talk about, especially with, like, my dad, because he's, like, all protective and it's like oh if anything ever happens to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) also a big thing is is when I talk about it with kids my age it's definitely an uncomfortable topic because I don't think people realize how big it is that it's not just a small issue that happens in the shady parts of town happens in nice areas that's a really hard thing about spreading awareness is yeah you can talk all
0: you want but you need people to actually listen Yeah, and do you find that any of them kind of have the attitude, oh, I'm not that stupid, it would never happen to me? Yes, which
4: you would think that until you get into a situation. Like, a lot of what me and my mom were talking about is a lot of the issues with social media these days is a lot of girls send inappropriate pictures to their boyfriends that they love or that they care for, and they're like, oh, it's okay, like, I love you, I won't share it. And then next thing you know, they're like, if you don't meet up with my friend I'll send this to your mom mm. and in our eyes that's like no like I cannot have my mom be mad at me and mm. so then you say like oh I wouldn't do that to myself like I wouldn't get in these situations and then you still do we actually saw three days ago a recruiting modeling ad and a bunch of my friends were reposting it Me and my mom are like, this right here, they're going to be like, oh, you're going to be a model, like, meet us at this place, and you can model these shoes, or this outfit. And a lot of that is happening. They didn't even spell modeling right in the title. Oh,
0: then you got to know. It's (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think it's important also to add that, you know, you have your snap location on, on your phone. People can see exactly where you live. Exactly. What is that? Oh, oh for the Snapchatting? Yes. Mm-hmm. If, so, it, if a creepy
4: old man adds you on Snapchat and can see your location, he can go to where you live. Yeah. And see. Where I you mean, live. I could get on
0: right now and see where, like, 20 of my children's friends are that I'm friends with on Snap. And it will send them directly to the front of my house if I have mine on. Or if your kids have theirs on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to be so careful with that because it could be this hot guy, who's, but he's really a creepy 60-year-old. My friend who was speaking on behalf of Covered was mm-hmm. saying that she highly suggests moms and dads and children all go on their social media and go through every single person. And if you don't know them personally or well, remove them. Yeah.
4: Because a lot of it is these girls are like, oh, I don't want to unfollow them because it's rude or decline them because it's rude the representative from Covered actually talked about how they had this group of girls they were talking about like oh this guy followed me last week i don't know who he is but i saw that you followed him so i followed him too and she was oh. and then another girl was like oh i saw that she followed him so i followed him too
1: i never let anybody i know online I, if oh, i don't I'm know the you. if i don't know you then Which, i you don't need to know me <laughs> Which is a big issue, especially
4: because a lot of girls are looking for followers, you know? They want to
1: get big on social media.
4: And so then they're just like, I'm willing to let anybody
0: follow me. Wow, putting themselves in danger. Yeah. So out of all of these donations that you have done and, and that you've organized, what was your favorite one?
4: Probably this one, actually. Really? Yeah, because I think it's something that... I mean, I loved all of my donations. I did a research essay on Mm -hmm. it in my um, AP Lang class and there were so many things I found out about it that were so disturbing to me. And I also have a six year old sister. And so when I think about, or like when I read the facts about these six to 14 year old children are being sex trafficked and that my sister's six years old and that's where I'm like, I need to spread this everywhere. And my stepsister is 13 years old. She's at that targeting age, which is so scary. Not like selfishly, but I want to protect my family. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, I need to
1: spread awareness to help protect other families. If somebody is listening, they are in this situation of being sex trafficked right now, what can they do?
4: There is a sex trafficking hotline. So if anybody's in this situation, they can call 1-888-373-7888. one, eight
0: eight eight, three seven three seven eight eight eight. Yep, and you will be anonymous. Yes,
4: and also if you call several times about a single person, they can help build a case against them, which is a big thing, but it, it stays anonymous
1: 100% of the time. So if you have a friend who's doing it, mm-hmm. you can feel safe to call and help her mm-hmm.
0: or him. Yeah, they, ha- they shared a story about a girl who... Her friend was going to just go meet this guy. I think it was for a modeling thing. And she called just because she was concerned.
4: It's very rare that these people actually go missing.
1: It's so they're still living there every day. They're still waking mm-hmm. or going to bed at home. They're still waking up and going to school and doing all their mm-hmm. normal things. It's, yeah. <sighs>
4: Which is why, unless you know the signs, it's so hard to know, especially for kids in high school. Because you think, oh, they're just going through a rebellious phase where they want to go out at night, sneak out, get drunk. A lot of parents just think it's a rebellious phase. Their grades start
0: slipping. They isolate. I mean, those are all normal things for teenagers. Mm -hmm. They think it's just maybe they're smoking weed. It's just kind of overlooked.
1: Yeah. The signs that would be maybe set apart
0: Lots of gifts, clothes, jewelry, money, two phones is a huge one, like she mentioned earlier. Yeah. Sneaking out and people dropping them off down the street, not in front of the home. Hanging out with people you don't know. Yeah, just withdrawn. Uh, probably the onsets of depression, sleeping yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. So we'll get text messages and kind of jump. They get jumpy like and they have to immediately be somewhere. So paying attention to how they react when they get a phone call or a text message. If they walk away, remove themselves. And if they seem on edge when it comes through, because that's usually their pimp or their trafficker telling them they need to report somewhere immediately. Oh, my gosh. Well, and then I know a friend whose daughter actually really enjoyed the lifestyle because she was brainwashed and she loved the gifts. She had cars, Mm -hmm. she had money, they bought her makeup, they bought her clothes, they were flying around, and she was reporting to Colfax three times a week. She couldn't get out because she thought that her pimp loved her. Mm -hmm. And then once she turned 18, she was considered a prostitute. When realistically, she had been groomed and trained at a young age. Because she had turned 18, they thought it was a choice when really it wasn't. She'd been brainwashed many, many years before. Which is a big issue actually with
4: the law. A lot of women are being charged with prostitution when they're being groomed to this lifestyle or to think that their pimp loves them. Another thing that Covered is doing is they're trying to train police officers to know the difference between prostitution and sex trafficking. Police can't tell the difference between who's willingly doing this and who is being forced and threatened to do this,
3: Yeah, which is a big thing. Mm -hmm. So
4: they're doing a lot of training right now with the police departments to help them Understand different signs different body language that can show them who's being trafficked
0: When you think of a pimp this isn't a guy with a long fur coat and ten chains and a grill No, you know And that these boys are are pulling up asking if you want some candy. These are very nice Looking men. They usually have families and wives and children at home.
3: Really?
1: Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. and I'm so glad you're bringing awareness to it Kyra I love what you do
3: Thank you.
0: You have actually been such an inspiration to me. What does this do for your soul? And what is your vision with this?
4: I love doing this on the selfish side of it. It's a great feeling, which is why I encourage so many other people to do it. Not just because I know it will genuinely change so many people's lives if so many people choose to donate for their birthday. But it's also such a good feeling to know Wow, I just did something to put a smile on somebody else's face. Like, I did something that could make the rest of their week, their month, their year better. Save somebody's life.
3: Yeah, really. Especially in these cases, Yeah. yeah.
4: Which is why I really encourage other people to do it. And my hope is that it can be a nationwide, worldwide thing. Because giving to other people isn't just something that you should do once... A year because you have free time or because or tax write-off or like Mm -hmm. you need credits for school or something these people need my help and I'm here to help them because I know that
1: I will make their day better that I will try to improve their lives as much as possible right and I love how you also said like this with this one it wasn't even so much gathering donations it was Mm -hmm. the
4: awareness a lot of the stuff that we posted on social media was awareness we made a video about all the signs of sex trafficking, which is why we brought Covered and Sarah's Home representatives to talk about the signs. And we handed out papers about the signs and all kinds of things because even though I do love donating, a lot of the issues with sex trafficking is the awareness.
1: So do you have any ideas of what you might do next?
0: I have no idea. She really puts a lot of heart and soul into it. I love that you really try to connect with something. It's not like you just, you know, open uh, Facebook and just point at the first, you know, place that you can find. All of them, you've had a reason behind it.
4: A lot of the projects I pick are things that are personal to me, that have a lot of meaning to me. So you're kind
0: of led to them. Yeah, it kind of just
4: happens. That's
0: yeah. awesome. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. We me more people like you. Thanks. We do. You you truly inspire me. I Seriously. love it. You are one incredibly special girl. Uh, one more time, tell our listeners the name of your website. It is myonebirthday.org. She also has a Facebook page. Yes. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Hers, uh, her Facebook page is myonebirthday also. Kyra, you rock.
1: Wow. What a great example of courage and using your voice, Kurt and Darian, both, they give me a lot of hope for the future. So awesome. I see these younger generations loving the earth, they're like little environmentalists yeah. and they're peacemakers. And the other day I just posted something on our Facebook page, Sense of Soul SOS, a 13-year-old First Nation Indian was nominated for a Peace Prize. These are the people we have to look forward to in the future.
0: I think we're seeing a shift.
1: And we really need that right now. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing our episode on Martin Luther King. Thank you so much for being with us and for listening to these amazing young souls that are sure to make a huge difference in this world.